My novel Finding Home is available for purchase on February 20th in everywhere that books are sold. One reader called it a spiritual experience embedded in pure drama. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. Tell a fantastic story, but reveal all the layers of spiritual truth that were in the prodigal son parable when Jesus told it. But we miss it with our Western eyes. You will be amazed at the Father's incredible love for you. You can find out more on my website, susankamacias.com backslash finding dash home. Welcome, friend. Do you find yourself with an empty nest and a faded vision? Then you're in the right place. God still has a calling and mission for us in the second half of our lives, because you know what? We're not done yet. So join me, Susan Macias, author, speaker, and empty nest mom, and let's explore how our family, our church, and our world needs us. Today's episode is sponsored by my new book, Five Prayers for Adult Kids. And guess what? The book is free. That's right. All you got to do is join my email list and you will get this great resource full of scripture praying for five specific areas of our adult kids' lives. Our adult kids need us to pray for them even more than when they were little. The book is only available on my website at susankamacias.com. Welcome to episode 27. Last week in episode 26, we talked about redefining the empty nest because the empty nest sounds so sterile and void and empty. So what are we doing in this stage of our life with our nest? Yes, it might be empty of our kids, but it's full of opportunities and what we are called to do by God in this second half of our life. I ended with this scripture, which is my very favorite verse about the home. Proverbs 24, 3 through 4. By wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. And I think that when we get to this season of our life, it's time to share all those precious and pleasant riches of knowledge and understanding that living with Jesus has taught us. Now, these precious and pleasant riches do not have to be um, riches. They don't have to be gold and silver. They don't have to be successes or awards or obvious proof of this amazing life we've had. Because honestly, that's not reality. We have real precious and pleasant riches in the history and the knowledge of walking with God throughout our whole lives, through really messing up bad and watching him redeem it, through having horrible heartbreak and experiencing him carrying us through it. We have experienced so much with the Lord, and a lot of it is probably from things we have done wrong and things we have messed up, and that is what we have to share with those around us and those behind us. Our house, post-kids, our lives in our second half is full of so many riches for us to share. We have so much to share and we need to do it. Our last episode 26 was the um, was redefining the empty nest. Today's is the responsibility of the empty nest. And I know responsibility is not like a fun, cool word. Um, we used it a lot with our kids as they were growing up as moms, you know, talking about our kids, you know, living up to their responsibilities. And so now it feels like, well, why would we want to nag at ourselves like that? 
But the reality is that we do have a responsibility. It's who are we responsible to? And we find that in Luke 12, 48, everyone to whom much was given of him, much will be required. And from him to whom they entrusted much, they will demand the more. We have been entrusted much. And now it is time. It is required of us to give back. And I see this beautifully illustrated in the parable of the talents. We find the parable of the talents in Matthew 25, 14 through 30. And don't worry, I'm not going to read all of that. I'm just going to kind of pick out a few of the highlights. And, and let's unpack this, this well-known um, parable. It's the, the, where um, the master goes and he leaves talents and he comes back and what happens. There's a lot there for us to learn from. So let's start with verse 14. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. Okay, there's already tons of little gold nuggets in there. One is that we are all given different things and different amounts, but we have the same responsibility. We are entrusted with what we are given. It's not for us to look around and say, hey, you gave her more. Why does she have more than I have? It's to say, what have you given me? And what are you entrusting me to do with it? So the master has entrusted his servants. He goes off, he comes back, and he has an accounting of what have they done with these. And the servant who was given much comes back and says, look at all I've earned on what I've done. And the second servant comes back and what he has. And this is how the master responds. Verse 21, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. So we go through the rest of the servants and we finally get to this last servant, the one who was given one. And he said, you know, you, you're hard and I was pretty scared of you. So I pretty much just sat on mine and did nothing here. You can have it back now. That was not a good report for the master. And he ends up saying this in verse 29. For to everyone who has, more will be given and he will have an abundance But from the one who has not even what he has will be taken away and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Let me tell you, it is serious business to have a responsibility to be entrusted with a second half calling. What are we going to do in this stage of life? Are we going to accept that calling and walk in it and see what the Lord has for us to do? Or are we going to sit on it and say, Mm, no, that makes me scared. I don't want to do that. When we reach this stage, our question is not, hey, it's my turn. What do I want to do? Rather, our question is, Lord, what do you have for me? What's next, Jesus? Whatever he gives us, we're responsible to invest. We can't look back and say, man, I don't have any riches in my house because look at all of the bad things I've done. That's the enemy lying to us. He is a liar and he lies to us. That's his job is his profession is to take us down. And he wants to discourage us, reminding us of failures. And 
And it gets in the way of seeing the wisdom we've gained, even through failing. We have wisdom from what we've done wrong. And that's a precious thing. Because, you know, I would love to just dole out my wisdom to my kids and say, man, look, this is what I did wrong. This is the bad it happened. Don't do what I did. But it doesn't really work that way, does it? However, they're often much more receptive to someone else outside of of us who can come and give wisdom to them. They hear it in a different way. It's not their parents in the background going, wah, 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 wah. And it's the same they've always heard their whole life. It's somebody else. Well, maybe your wisdom isn't so much for your own kids. It's for somebody else's kids. And my wisdom isn't always for my kids. It's for somebody else's. We need to be ready to share that wherever we are. What is he giving us now? We don't all have the same thing. We don't all have the same gift or the same talent. But it's important that we invest what has been entrusted to us and make it grow. But I do have some things I think we all have, but they could just be used in different ways. So these are what we're responsible to invest. Our time. What's a new place that you can serve with the opened up time you have without the responsibility of kids? You know, what ministry needs volunteers? Where in your church could you serve? You're not looking for busy work. You're looking for a place to invest the talents that you have. What about service? And we have our inner circle of our kids, our grandkids, our aging parents. And that's a great place to begin with service. But there's a lot of people that need service. There's young moms in your neighborhood or church, and they need us to show up on their doorstep and and help with the kids or bring a meal. There's foster kids that need safe homes to be in. There's also foster families, and they have to have certified babysitters in order to be able just to get out and breathe and get some respite. So we could get those certifications and become babysitters and be available to the foster community. There are ministries that tutor young kids. There's pro-life ministries. There's care facilities with elderly Now, I know COVID has made all of this so much harder. We can't just walk in and and go visit people. But hard doesn't mean we can't get creative and go figure out how to serve in those places. So what's another thing that we're responsible for? Teach. What can you teach? What do you know? And who else needs to know it? Just ask Jesus that. Jesus, what do I know? And who needs to know about it? Because living life as long as we have lived it means we've learned something. We've learned different hacks or techniques that have helped us succeed. You don't have to love cooking to have learned some great ways to still keep everybody from starving in your house. Or you might be able to sew, might be able to teach somebody to read. You know, I I had to teach somebody in my home that struggled with reading. So, Maybe I can help another mom who's struggling with that struggling reader. What about home management? What about just teaching the word? A young friend of mine in church talked to me about how in her last church, she was the ladies' Bible study teacher. She had a baby and she had another one on the way. And she wondered if she was teaching as a older 20-year-old, young 30-year-old, where are the older women? Why aren't they the ones teaching? And that's a great question. And that's what we need to be. We need to be up there and we need to be teachers. Another thing we're responsible for is our experience. 
We've experienced things and seen Jesus in ways that just have come through what we have gone through, the deepest, darkest parts, how we have maintained our marriage through dark valleys, how we have keep walking with our kids even while they're a struggle, how we have worked with our parents or our neighbors or whatever. We have experiences we can share with those around us. The Lord hands us these talents, these gifts that we have. There are responsibilities. What are we going to do with them? We don't need to look back at our failures. We need to just go forward. We don't need to look at somebody else and go, well, you know, she's a five-talent girl. What do I have to give? It doesn't matter what we have or how many we have. It matters that we invest them because when Jesus comes back and he is coming back and he wants to know what we've done with what he's given us, what will we say? What will he say? Let's live in our second half so he says, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Thanks for joining me today. Check out my website, susankmacias.com, to find more encouragement and to be empowered toward taking your next step. Connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at Susan K. Macias. If you enjoyed the podcast, would you please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or whatever platform you listen on. Subscribe and share it with a friend who needs some encouragement to pursue God's call. And what about you? What's Jesus calling you to do? Be brave. Take a baby step. Do the next thing. Because you're not done yet.